This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 692. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 692. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. It's October. It's actually our second Monday in October, if you're listening in live time, but it's the first Monday that I realized it's October. (laughs) And so, holy cow, time's going fast. Lots of things happening. And October is a really exciting month for me. And it actually, I was just realizing as I sat down to hit record that October is an exciting month for me and pivotal in a few ways because of traction I've been building over the last couple of years. And today we're talking about traction. I didn't plan for it to overlap in that way, but it just is. So we're going to be talking about traction today, and we're going to be talking specifically about how to build traction by taking tiny action. I hope you all appreciate that that rhymes because it made me feel really good about myself when I created that rhyme. So just enjoy that for a minute. How to build traction by taking tiny action. Here we go. The reason I wanted to talk about this today was because this is a theme that has come up over and over again in the last couple of years, specifically as I've had one-on-one coaching clients. So this has come up in life coaching clients, 
with my leadership coaching clients and definitely with my business coaching clients as I've supported people through the last couple of years of uncertainty and unpredictability as they've been building businesses or showing up as leaders or just figuring out things in terms of transitions in life, which have just been like so huge and wild and just like all of the words, right, that we're sick of hearing unprecedented and all of those kinds of things. So the last couple of years has just been everything's been so flipped turns upside down. And as I've worked with clients, it's been so much traction building. And as I look at what I've done myself over the last couple of years, it's been so much traction building. And as a result of that, one of the things that we talked about, we gave a dedicated a whole month inside of our membership community to the theme of traction. In August, it was our theme for the month, because I think it's something that I don't think we can overlook right now. I think it's really, really important because here's the thing. You're probably building traction right now and have been for the last few years, few months, uh, maybe few days. I don't know. But maybe you're not noticing it. And when, when we can notice that we're building traction and we can label it as such, all of a sudden now we have a position of power that maybe we didn't have before. So what I mean by that is that when we are building traction in our lives, whether we're working toward a really specific goal, we're, whether we're just like maybe showing up and taking action on a regular basis around a few different things. I mean, good grief, maybe our action is just like getting some laundry done from week to week or like getting like meal planning and food on the table for a family of four or five. That can be those can be big action steps. And that can be tiny action when you're doing it. But sometimes it's like big action in terms of the impact over the long haul. So when we're looking at anything from managing a household to holding a career to shifting and growing and evolving in a career to building a business, if we can recognize the traction that we are building upon over time, then all of a sudden we can see, oh, wow, I'm actually doing more than I thought. And we can also see that doing little things over time really adds up and that doing little things over time, even when no one's watching and even when there aren't a lot of metrics to show up and like allow us to really shine, can still make a big difference. And so let me give a couple examples. So when I was working with business coaching clients early in the pandemic, and as I was also navigating the pandemic as a business owner, I became quickly really, really aware of the fact that things are going to be unpredictable for a while. And what are we going to do about that? Are we going to just sit down? Are we going to keep going? And I talked a lot about this on the show at the time, like a whole bunch of people are going to sit down right now and it's okay to sit down and take a nap. But there is going to be a group of people who are still standing at the end. And it's those people who are going to be poised for opportunity. So the things that I am doing in October really speak to that. Like I did not sit down. Now, this doesn't mean that I didn't sit down and cry sometimes. It doesn't mean that I didn't take a nap. It doesn't mean that there weren't days and seasons and months that just completely sucked during the pandemic because all that for sure happened. And I kept going and I kept standing back up every time I fell down, every time I needed to take a break or take a rest. I did that and I got back up because I knew I wanted to be poised for opportunities when things started to shift and things kind of this new state of normal, which we're still figuring out, came to be. And as I was working with my one-on-one -on -one clients, it was the same thing. It was like, okay, yeah, it feels like the world is throwing you one curveball after another, but what are you going to do with those curveballs and how are you going to keep showing up so that you first of all feel that momentum and the power that comes with momentum, but also so that when things shift again, 
you are positioned to get what you want and to be like the most qualified person in the room. And I remember talking to one of my clients who was really being thoughtful about how to be creative in her business at the time. And she was just testing a whole bunch of different things. And she was able to find some ways to be really clever and creative in her industry to stay in really great relationships throughout the pandemic when so much of people who had businesses like hers had completely shut down. But she was able to stay clever and creative and maintain a lot of relationships so that when things started to open back up, she had people like lined up ready to go because they were like, yeah, we've like stayed in touch with you all this time. And we've seen how you kept going and how you showed up. And we're ready to do business with you now that we can. And it was really, really exciting to see that work for her. And we talked about traction constantly, like ad nauseum to the point that she like never wanted to hear the word again. But I kept saying like, what you're doing right now is building traction as you're testing things and tweaking things and figuring figuring out how you can maintain relationships in this really tricky time, you are building traction and that is going to pay off. And she did it. I did it. A number of my other clients did it in other industries. And I've also seen so many of my corporate clients or my leadership clients who work in corporate do the same thing. And it's paid off in spades. But it really takes recognizing that traction is a strategy. And it's a strategy you're probably already doing. Like if you are a go-getter kind of person, an ambitious kind of person, if you're an action taker, or if you're just a habit of creature, wait, a habit of creature, a creature of habit, if you're just a creature of habit, you probably already build traction pretty regularly. If you're someone like me who like gets up in the morning and works out regularly, that's building traction. If you're someone who journals on a regular basis, that's building traction. If you're someone who has uncomfortable conversations on a regular basis, that's building traction. If you're someone who challenges yourself and goes after things, it can look like a million different things, but all of those things are building traction and recognizing that that's what you're doing can allow you to see like, oh, I'm showing up. I'm showing up over and over again. I'm really consistent. And I talk about like how key consistency can be when you're building a reputation or building a business. Um, So if you're not a business owner, but just recognizing that consistency and showing up matters a whole lot when it comes to positioning yourself to qualify yourself for all sorts of different things. And so whether this is showing up to be a leader in your community, whether it is like maintaining great relationships, whether it is positioning yourself to go for a promotion or to start a business or to shift or pivot into business, consistency makes a huge difference. And consistency and traction are interchangeable in many ways. Traction requires consistency and consistency is definitely a form of traction. So I want to talk through what can you do to build traction by taking tiny action? And what does that look like so that it can be something that's in practice on an ongoing basis? And for a lot of you, you're doing this, you're just not labeling it as such. And I want you to label your traction and own and honor your traction so that you can recognize that this is what you're doing and that you can see yourself, and this piece is really key, you can see yourself as someone who's always growing and moving toward whatever it is that you want next. Because when you see yourself in that light, you're going to position yourself that way to other people as well. And that's going to get you the things that you want. That's going to open the door to opportunity for you in a lot of different ways. 
This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing. And they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So briefly, like brief overview Two of the things I get to do this month related to me building traction over the last couple of years, I'm speaking in an event in New York. I'm actually leaving tomorrow morning to go support an event. I'm hosting a roundtable at this event talking about podcasting. And I'm super excited. It's Alt Summit. For those of you um, who maybe are familiar, I'm going to Alt Summit X The Riveter. So two different organizations, Alt Summit and The Riveter. And I'm going to be talking about podcasting. And it's funny when I was considering pitching myself to this event, I was like, I don't really know if I have anything that they would need me to talk about. And then I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) 
how ridiculous that I didn't just see what's right in front of me, that this is going to be a room full of women who are going to be curious about podcasting, how to build a podcast, who should build a podcast, can you make money building a podcast, all the things. And so I submitted myself or pitched myself to host a roundtable on podcasting. And it was like an immediate like, yes, oh my gosh, we totally need that topic. And in the meantime, since they've announced me as a roundtable host, a bunch of people have reached out and like, oh my gosh, I totally need to come to your session on podcasting. So I'm doing that tomorrow. And I'm so glad that I stuck with what I was doing. And I've continued to do what I do. And I've never missed an episode in almost 700 episodes now, because I'm really well positioned to talk about this. Like the traction that I've built in this show has positioned me as a leader in the industry for independent podcasting. I know very few. I don't even know that I actually personally know anyone who's done 692 podcast episodes. I know a lot of podcasters. I don't know that I am close contacts with anyone who's done as many episodes as me. (laughs) I know people who've done gotten more downloads and done like all sorts of other things. I don't know that I know someone who's pushed record 692 times. So that's the first thing I like built traction. I've been building traction with this show for all this time. And now I get to go to events and like it's easy. Easy is not the right. It is easy. It's also really fun, but it's a really obvious yes to me to show up to something about podcasting and be able to talk definitely at a high level, expert level about podcasting. So that's the first thing I'm doing this month. And then I'm also going to be speaking and doing a training, a facilitation um, for a company in London in a couple weeks. And that I'm super excited about. And that was something I got invited to do because someone else came to me and said, hey, I see how you've been showing up over the last few months, actually over like the last year, how you've been talking about things, what you've been doing in the work that you've been doing with facilitation. And you are clearly the perfect fit for this role, this engagement. Are you available? And I was like, yes, <laughs> obviously I am. It's a really great opportunity. I get to go to London, which is like a really fun yes. I get to speak and facilitate with someone who I love collaborating with. And I get to be in a room with some really, really awesome people. And it's an incredible opportunity. And so this was a result of building traction and not knowing that anyone was watching. But sometimes when you're building traction and you don't think anyone's watching, someone is watching and taking notes and they come to you and they're like, hey, I see how you consistently show up. And I think you are the perfect fit for XYZ because of how I've seen you show up time and again over the years or over the months. I've seen how you speak to other people. I've seen the level at which you lead. I've seen how you hold integrity in hard times. Like all that stuff really, really matters. And some of that is just tiny action and showing up and being you on a regular basis. So let's talk about what this can look like when we're looking at taking tiny action to build traction. Because I don't want you to think that building traction is something where you're adding like boatloads of work to your plate. It's just doing what you're already doing, but paying more attention. So the first thing that I want to invite you to do by to take tiny action is to just create lists. <laughs> and some of you are like, yeah, I already do that. But when we create lists, it can become really clear to us, what do we want to accomplish and how can we get there? And when I talk about building traction, it's not like, how can I take major leaps? It's really like, what are the little things I can do on a regular basis? And how can I be check, just consistently checking boxes? And so I do this to this day, coming up on seven years of the podcast, I 
live by lists every single week that keep me in tiny action as I build traction for the show. So it's literally like record episode, record ads, like move audio files to the right folder, submit podcast art, create podcast title. It's all these little things, but I'm checking boxes and it keeps me hyper focused so that I can sit down at any time on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday or whatever day and be like, what are my little things I need to do today to just keep moving a little bit forward? So I break things down by tiny steps. So every week I have my list of like, what are my podcast things? And I'm just like ticking those boxes because that's the traction to keep me in movement every week. It also is much less overwhelming than just to say like, produce episode 692. No, I would much rather be like, here's the five things you need to do. And a lot of them are 10 minute tasks. Some of them are like 10 second tasks that I can just quickly check off so that I can recognize like, oh, okay, you did that. It's done. You did that. It's done. You can get that done in a quick break between calls later today. So lists can be a huge traction builder. The other thing about living by lists is that it keeps you aware of what are the little steps so that when you have those pockets of time, you can check them off, but also that you're not overwhelmed by big steps because you're intentionally keeping things in little bite-sized chunks so that you're like, okay, a 20-minute task there, a 10-minute task there, and then nothing feels huge and overwhelming. And when I'm working, especially as a busy mom, when I am working on 10 and 20 minute tasks throughout my day, it's easy for me to knock things out. And so, it's so funny. I have a colleague who's always like, you're always doing so many things. And I'm like, I don't, like, I do feel like I do a decent amount of things, but it doesn't feel like a ton because I'm really good at my 10 and 20 minute tasks that I can just stick in little pockets of time. And I can get a whole bunch of things done that way every single day. And so I'm never feeling like, oh my God, I have so many big, heavy things to lift this week. On rare occasion, I have big, heavy tasks that it feels, but most of the time it's like, no, it's just a lot of little things and where do I fit them all in? And I can sit down with little pockets of time and knock out a bunch of those little things. So the first thing is living by lists. How can you build traction by taking tiny action first is to live by lists and have lists. I actually, and some of you are going to love this. So you're welcome for this tip. I actually went and got a new set of 40 different felt tip pens. So for any of you that grew up with Pentel pens and had like the yellow case that folded open, it's kind of like Pentel pens. They don't have a brand on them. So I don't know what the brand is. I'm looking right now. They're just called felt tip pen. But if on, if you go to Amazon and you do a search for felt tip pen, it comes in two packs. They each have 20 in them, but 20, so it's 40 different colors total. And I am now creating my list by, I'm color coding my list. Like this is my new thing for tracking my tiny action and living by lists. So this week I have a list of like in one color is the things I need to do for the parent association. And another color is things I need to touch base with my assistant on. Another color is what am I doing for the academy for our membership community this week. Another list is what am I doing for the podcast this week. And then another list is some odds and ends related to um, speaking and travel. So breaking it up that way, like these are the lists that I'm living by. Now on any given day, I'm not looking at my thing being like, oh my God, I have 85 things to do today because you know me, I really prioritize like by what are my big three things I need to get done today. But I'm breaking down this tiny action on a regular basis so that I always have these lists sitting nearby so that I can keep track of the things that I'm getting done and knocking them out systematically so that I can feel the traction, okay? So that's living by list. That's number one. The second thing that you can do to build traction by taking tiny action is 
taking that tiny action on a regular basis. So what are the few things that you're going to do today that are just little things? So what are your 10 minute tasks? What are three 10 minute tasks that you could do today? What or one? What's one 10 minute tiny task? And here's the key to this. When you are looking to build traction, give yourself permission to test and tweak. So while you are practicing your tiny action, giving yourself permission to test and tweak is going to be crucial. So there's all sorts of things that I do where I'm like, let's just see how this goes. So an example of that would be when I pitch myself to guests, I used to have this like big like form email that we would send out that was like, I'm Sarah Dean and here's my podcast and here's why I think you'd be a great guest. And I'm telling you to fill this form out um, or kind of build out this template for every guest that I wanted to reach out to was super time consuming. It was also just laborious, like unnecessary, unnecessarily laborious. And it also never got done. Like on no week was I like, okay, now I'm going to go into that template and send it out to five people. Like that was always the goal, but I never got to it because it was like a 60 minute task and I just wouldn't do it. But I started a few, not a few months ago, probably a couple of years ago. I probably started this during the pandemic. I started giving myself permission to test dropping into people's DMs. This is like a major podcast hack right here. (laughs) For those of you who have podcasts, giving myself permission to drop into people's DMs on Instagram when they have a new book coming out. So if it's someone I'm following on Instagram who I am like admiring from afar and they have a new book coming out and I think, oh my gosh, that person is awesome. They'd be a great fit for the show and they have a book coming out, which means they're going to want a place to promote that book. I'm not going to send them this huge long form email that I wrote a few years ago. I'm going to just pop into their DMs and be like, hey, I'm a longtime fan. I love your work. I'm super pumped about your book. I already pre-ordered it. And I happen to have a podcast that's about XYZ. You can check it out here. I think you'd be a great guest for one or two reasons. And my audience needs your book. Let me know if you're going to be doing any podcast promotion. And I cannot tell you how many people have said yes to me when I've pitched them that way. That is a literally maybe 90 second action step, 90 seconds. So I gave myself permission to test and tweak this and it's working beautifully. Feel like you're the martyr in your family. You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. 
Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. So where can you give yourself permission to test things, little things to make them easier for you or to just test them out and see how they feel and see what works and what sticks? I wouldn't have known unless I gave myself permission to just try this out a few times to then find out that it actually works way better than the system that took way longer. That was actually the more like traditional route. It wasn't as successful. So giving yourself permission to test and tweak things allows you to build traction in new ways because you can see like, oh, this way works better or this doesn't work at all. And so I saw this over and over again in the last few years as I saw moms, especially navigating things in new, different and oftentimes seemingly impossible ways where we were like, oh, what if we try it this way? Because we're having to balance and juggle things in a completely different way and then recognizing oh, this is better or has some pros to it that I wouldn't have otherwise known. And so giving yourself permission to test things just to see like, does this work or not can often find us in that position of, oh, the easier way or the faster way, it might have a different outcome. It might have a better outcome. It might have a garbage outcome. And in which case you don't do it again, but really looking at tiny action and not getting so involved in is it the right thing? And is it the perfect thing? But like, I'm just going to try this really quick and see what happens. Oftentimes, we realize that we've gotten in our own way in so many ways and made things too big and too hard and too involved. And sometimes the simpler way, the faster way can be the better way to build traction towards something. So think about where can you give yourself permission to try things in new ways that are easier, even if maybe they're not as like thorough or professional or fancy or perfectionistic letting yourself get out of your own way. So testing and tweaking for sure is a huge part of where I want you to try to take tiny action and build traction in taking tiny action by trying just new little things here and there and then re- like giving yourself that minute to do the data collection like, oh yeah, that was way better. <laughs> and for me, like, oh, that was better. It was way faster. And also I'm getting a better result. That's wins all around, right? So the next step, the third thing I want you to do to build traction by taking tiny action is be an action tracker. We only can recognize the traction if we're tracking the traction, right? So be an action tracker. And then number four is tracking your traction. So an action tracker means that you are noticing what you're doing and you're keeping track of it. And so there's a lot of different ways to do this. I do this with my written lists and crossing things off and often then listing what I've done sometimes. So sometimes I list my action steps as wins, but I'm really paying attention to like, these are all the things I've accomplished in a certain area or off of a certain list and recognizing like, that's a lot of things. Well done. I do this a lot of times when I'm having to preload or batch a bunch of things at one time. And it feels overwhelming to be like, holy cow, there's so many things to do for this. But then as I start getting going, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like I can feel that I'm track as I'm tracking the action and recognizing I'm getting things done and knocking them off. It feels really good. And it feels like a state of flow and a sense of momentum that allows me to stay in action. And that actually feels really great and much less daunting than just having these big, huge tasks hanging over me where I'm not tracking the action steps. I've seen people do this in a lot of different ways. Another way that I've done this, not related to lists, but another way of tracking action is using scrum boards. And so I used to do this. I actually first did this when we were doing our first shameless mom con. I might've started a little before that, but so this would have been like three years ago. I put on a whiteboard, um, a bunch of different categories of action steps I needed to be taking. 
And then I divided the whiteboard into like three sections. And so the sections were things like tasks that needed to get done, tasks that were in progress, and then tasks that were done. And then I color coded by sticky notes. So stick, so like one color sticky note was related to the podcast. Another color sticky note was related to shameless mom con. And I had a couple other things in there. And every week I was moving my post-it notes down the board and seeing like, okay, these are the things that still need to get done. I think I even had a category that was for like for this week. So I had like a big overall category that was to the far left of the board. And then what are the things that need to get done this week? And that was all the sticky notes for that given week. And then here's the things that are actively in progress that were in kind of the middle section of the board. And then the things that were actually done were sticky notes. I had moved all the way across the board all the way to the done category. So if you're not familiar with this method, if you Google Scrum, S-C-R-U-M, it can be a really great visual way of tracking action that, again, just helps you see, like, here's little things I need to do in different categories, and here's how I can track them from beginning to end and through stages. A lot of corporations and organizations use this so that whole teams can see, but it can be a really great way when you're tracking action on your own as well. So that can be another way that's different than listing, making lists for tracking action. The fourth piece of this that I just mentioned was tracking traction. So what does it look like to track traction? That's really honoring the wins and tracking the wins and tracking the tiny wins. So tracking your traction, which is a mouthful, is looking over time at data and numbers and things that are happening. So for me, this was looking at, you know, when it comes to the podcast, looking at like number of episodes and downloads per episodes and number of guests and all sorts of different metrics for me. And it doesn't always have to be metrics, but metrics can be a quick and easy way to track traction. But it might also be like I sent out five requests for something this week, or I got three calls back, or I, whatever the uh, wins might be for you. And so the wins can sometimes be very metric driven, very data driven, or sometimes they can just be like, I took a nap, or I had a great conversation, or I set a boundary, or whatever that might mean for you. Sometimes if you're looking at like improving a relationship, it might be, I did an activity with this person, I set a boundary, I sent them a kind text message, like it can be things like that. So there's all sorts of ways to track traction, but really keeping track and noting that these are the things, these are the outcomes that have come from the action. So the tracking the traction, just to distinguish, it's not the action steps, it's the outcomes that come from the actions. So In one step, you're tracking action. In another step, you're tracking traction, which are the outcomes, not the action steps. And then the fifth piece of this, the fifth thing that you can do is to keep your traction visible. And I've already given a number of examples on how to do that, whether you're crossing things off lists, you're moving post-it notes across a scrum board, whatever makes sense to you. But really keeping your traction visible is going to keep things top of mind. So some people do this in notebooks, which I do. Some people use whiteboards, which I have a lot of friends who whiteboard things. And sometimes that's with like dry erase pens. Sometimes it's with post-it notes. I know people who use traction software and I'm, that's a term I made up. Like, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's software that's marketed as traction software, but there is project management software. So commonly used ones are Trello or Asana, where you have people, there's all sorts of like task management systems where you are able to put tasks in and then assign them to people and put due dates and mark done or mark in process or all those kinds of things. So however it makes sense to you, but keeping your traction visible and keeping your action visible, because when you can see it, then you know it's real. When you're not tracking any of it, when you're not 
owning any of it, when you're not honoring any of the outcomes that are coming, then it's all nebulous and invisible. And this is where I got really stuck in my own way. And I'll be really transparent about this. When I got this request to speak in London, I got the request not that long ago. And it was in a season where I was like, oh, I just feel like a whole lot of things I'm putting myself out there for are not working. <laughs> and I was definitely like having a moment. I was having a little pity party for a while. I was in a season of like, I feel like I'm trying all these things and I feel like I'm just getting a lot of no's and it was feeling a little frustrating. And when I had someone come to me and say like, hey, we think you're a great candidate for this thing because we've seen how you've shown up over time and how you're like showing up for your people and how you serve people and all these great things. It was such a great reminder that, yeah, I have been doing all those things and I hadn't really been paying attention. I was really taking for granted all the ways that I'd shown up consistently in the last couple of years and especially in the last year where I was building traction specifically around speaking and facilitating and not owning it and not giving myself credit for it. And I really didn't see until this person pointed it out to me like, oh, yeah, I'm super qualified and capable and like ready for this next step. But because I'd gotten a few no's, I was had been doubting that and I wasn't looking at the data. I wasn't looking at all the ways that I had been speaking and facilitating and really already owning that role. I was so stuck in I call it the black hole of no, but I was stuck in this black hole of no that like, people aren't, they're not responding, they're not listening, they're not giving me like the response that I want. So that means like, I actually haven't done anything. And it's nothing's working and blah, blah, you know, you know how you can get in your head. That's where I was. And so being able to listen to someone else saying like, I see that you are doing all these things. And here's why I think that makes you a great candidate for something was really eye opening. And I was definitely made aware of my own blind spot in tracking my traction, and in owning my traction. And really, I had really just been missing some pieces there. So that was a cue to me like, okay, this is something you need to really dig into a little bit. And then also kind of return to some of your own basics around this. And also like, let's get into this in the community, which is why it then became a theme inside of our membership community for the month of August. And why I decided while I don't teach all of you what I teach inside the membership, because that's a paid program and they get their special content. I also wanted to make sure that I pulled out just a couple nuggets to give you because I think this is so essential because I know that you are doing so many things. I know that you are building traction and I know that you have been building traction over the last couple of years and I want you to own that and honor it because if you can own and honor it, you can poise yourself for whatever it is you want to go do next. So if this was helpful, please share this with another mama who might need it. If you share this on social, please tag me at Shameless Mom Academy. I always love to see your tags. And then if you heard me talking about our membership community, which we just closed enrollment for, and you're like, Ugh, I want to get in on that next time, just go ahead and pop over to shamelessmom.com slash waitlist. That's shamelessmom.com slash waitlist. And you can get on the waitlist for the next time we open enrollment. If this kind of meaty content is where you know you need some support and some accountability and some help and some mindset reframes, this is what we do in there all day long, every week. So um, you can, again, go to shamelessmom.com slash waitlist to get on the waitlist for the next time we open enrollment to the Academy. Thank you for being here. And I will be back on Wednesday with a fabulous interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode 
episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.